Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is a CC Radio podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO Radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that will help us grow. Thanks for joining me tonight. I have a really great episode lined up for you. Tonight I have Ron joining us, and Ron is from my home state of Queensland. A little while ago, I was having a lazy Sunday, and I was watching some TV show called Monsters Among Us on Amazon Prime, and I noticed they had an episode on Yowies. So naturally, I switched it on, and Ron was actually featured on the show. So I reached out to Ron on Facebook, and found out that he's actually a Yowie explorer. So he goes out into the bush with a small team in an effort to find out more about the the Yowie. And because of this, Ron has actually provided me with some of the evidence that he's captured from sound recordings to photographs. So if you want to check these out, just jump onto our website and have a look for this episode. But before we get into that, let's talk about some iTunes five-star ratings and reviews. So each week, I will read out a new five-star review that's left for me on iTunes. So if you want your review out, simply jump on iTunes, leave me a five-star review, and let me know what you enjoy about the show, and I might just read it out on the next episode. So this week's five-star review comes from Mercification from the United States, and he says what the people want. First-hand experiences, sharing their experiences. Just what the people order. So that's actually my good friend, Tony Merkel, and he's the host of the Confessionals podcast. So if you enjoy this show, you will absolutely love his podcast, and I highly recommend checking it out, as it was actually the inspiration for me to start this podcast. But for now, let's get into Ron's encounter. So tonight I'm joined by Ron, and Ron is a Yowie explorer. He's actually located down on the Sunshine Coast. Ron, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Yeah, no problem, Kate. And what got you into Yowie exploring, mate? Oh, well, probably about 30 years ago, we used to do a lot of trail bike riding and uh, bush bashing in cars, and we used to come across some strange stuff 
out in the bush. This is down on the central coast of New South Wales. And we'd find trees anything from four to six foot off the ground snapped, like I mean totally snapped, as thick as your leg, but not only snapped but twisted. We thought, you know, well, that's strange. And then we used to swim at this swimming hole and a couple of the guys reckon they saw a, like a hairy monster there and we used to just laugh it off and, and all that sort of thing. But you, like sometimes you'd really get a strange feeling there, like as if something was watching you. But that sort of went on back then. And then probably about 25 years ago, I was walking down a track to a friend's place. It's about 10 o'clock in the morning. And it was thick bush to the left of me. And as I'm walking down, I could hear this grunting and snorting, like only probably 10 yards into the bush to my left. And I thought, that's a bit weird. There's no wild pigs here. And I'd stop and it'd stop. Like it was like it was stalking me. You could hear it going through the bush. And I just kept going and it was following me for probably 30, 40 yards. And then it just peeled off. And I thought, oh, you know, a pig. But now looking back, like the last the last five years, I've really started getting into it and looking around. And now I think back to those times that I did come across those strange things, it's all starting to make sense. So we got a group of us together. A lady had messaged on AYR site. She said, look, we went um, oh, stargazing at a, an area west of the Sunshine Coast. And she said, like, it was about 10 o'clock at night and they were in this creek and they heard all this rock clacking all around them, like it was deafening, she said. And um, she didn't know what it was. So there was three of them and they started hightailing out of there and whatever it was, couldn't tell you how many there was, but both sides of the track on the way out, they were getting stalked and they had rocks thrown at them for probably 300 yards back to the car park. And she messaged AYR and said, look, what's this? And I put my hand up and thought, oh, I'll go out with this and um, check it out. So we went out a couple of weeks later and we're walking down this track and you can hear these things on both sides, like just to the back on either side of you, like I'd say 10, 15 yards behind you, but to the left and right. And you can hear them as plain as day walking through. And you'd stop, they'd stop. And then you'd have the odd, oh, the size of a bonker, I suppose, marble, come through the bush and just land at your feet. So we thought, oh, well, we've got a bit of action here. So we go down to the creek bank and we'd sit there and listen. And you could hear them shuffling around in the bushes, and you're shining torches in there, mate, and you just can't see anything, which we found quite weird because where the noise was coming from, we should have picked this up, you know what I mean? And um, we get down to the creek creek bank there and we're listening away and thought, oh, we'll move on. It's like a, it's a kilometre round circuit to go on. And we walked over this bridge just after the creek and and two of us guys were a bit further ahead, and we're standing on the bridge. The next thing, whack, massive rock hits the side of the bridge from this creek, creek bed. 
we shot, they've got high powered torches. We shot these torches all the way up that creek bed from the side. We couldn't see a thing. So, whatever threw it was pretty well camouflaged and, and could throw a fair way. And so we kept going and got out of there that night. And another night we went down through there and we had the same thing again. Like, they, you, you sort of know they're there when you get out of the car because, like, there's no crickets, no sound at all. Like, it's just dead quiet. So they kind of evacuate the area around there. Yeah. Every time we've had full-on action, there has been no crickets, nothing. It's just you could hear a pin drop. So, you know, we we sort of know it's pretty well going to be on when we go through there. And it, another time there, we were walking through just about 10 o'clock at night and we got to the creek bank again and there was 28 rock stacks in the creek. Right now, this is this is an area you can only get to virtually with four-wheel drive and you've got to walk, oh, I'd say 500 metres to this creek and the amount of time that it must have taken to put these rock stacks up, we were only there 36 hours before. There would have had to have been 30 people working on these rock stacks. And, and like, um, we've got photos and all that of them, all different sizes. I think the highest rock stack was about four foot high. And while they were all there, that's when we got most of the action for some reason. I don't know whether these rock stacks have anything to do with whatever was out there. And another strange thing too, there's a section of the track where we lose power on our audio and video. It just shuts down. They're fully charged. And it just shuts down and you walk about another 20 yards and they power up again. I'm bewildered as to what that is. I don't know. And does that happen every time you walk through that area? No, not every time. It's happened probably, oh, out of probably 40 times. It's happened probably 10, maybe 11 times. That's a fair That's a fair few amount. And it's enough to really make you start to question what's going on there. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, Another time there, uh, me and a friend, Dee, we were walking through there one afternoon after work and we were hearing all these strange noises, mate, like, oh, I couldn't describe it, like like whistles and um, oh, cat calls, all that sort of thing. We thought, we just thought it might have been a cat bird or something and... We, go, we get as far as the creek, and on the other side of the creek, there's a ridge. And we're standing there, just about three o'clock in the afternoon. And the next thing, we hear this massive snap of a branch up on the top of the ridge. And we look up, and all the bushes were shaking, and we saw the girth of something move across the top behind the tree. And it was a light pink colour. And, you know, we thought, well, time to go, we're not hanging around here now. So we got out of there that day and then probably oh, I would have been about four four times like the, the fourth previous time that we went out. There was three of us. There was a guy in front, he had a video. There was me in the middle and I was at the back of the back and we're walking down the track 
and two massive rocks dropped to the right of the guy in front on the video. He turned to the right, and Dee and I were looking straight ahead, and this thing, I'll call it a thing because I'm glad I know what it was, about 30 yards in front of us, comes straight across the track. Now, the track's probably oh, 15 foot wide. This thing would have would have been probably seven to eight foot tall and probably the width of the doorway and a half. It was massive. It was a light grey colour. I thought I was seeing things. She thought she was seeing things. We stopped dead. But she said, I think I saw something. And I said, yeah. You describe what you saw. And she described exactly what I saw, so we both saw it. Because I, if I'd only seen it, I thought, would have thought, oh, you know, and the eyes are playing tricks on me. But the funny thing was, it looked like it was floating across the track. Like there was no head movement, if that makes sense. And where it, where it went across the track into the bush, it was really thick bush. We should have heard it, but we didn't hear it. And that's when we scarped out of there as well, like we turned and hightailed out, and as we're walking out, she like, well, she said, look, we've got to go, we've got to go. And I thought, well, she's seen what I've seen. And sure enough, as we're walking out, she's telling me exactly what I saw. And she saw it from the start of one side of the track to the other, and I saw it from about halfway across the track. But like I say, if, when you're walking, your head's moving. But this thing, it, it appeared the head appeared to be at the same level. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you couldn't see it actually taking any actual steps or anything like that. No, and no. that kind of that kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of stories that you hear about Yowie encounters and Bigfoot encounters yeah. where people see them walking or but they don't actually hear them walking. So no. I, I find that quite quite believable and, and it makes a lot of sense. And there's a couple of people um, I've read as well, and their stories the same thing. These things float, you know. It was it was a sight to behold, man. I tell you, I've never seen anything so big. I, I couldn't even put a, a weight scale on it. Like it was massive. Did you ever feel in danger? Yes. Yep. <laughs> as soon as you, as soon as you get out of the car in this certain area, you get either. You know, a feeling that's all right or a sense of dread. We've had a sense of dread probably three or four times don't come in. Right, and we've gone gone to go in and rocks have come flying through the trees at us like in front of us. And do you think that's a act of aggression or do you think that's kind of just trying to give you a little bit of a, a bit of a move along of kind of this is my territory, you are in it, I need you to get out? Yeah, I think the latter. So we don't we don't push it. We just turn around and, and head out. And like like as I say, Cade, like we've had these things we feel within ten to fifteen feet of us, and we got high high powered torches, and we just can't see these things. Do you think there's a reason for that? Do you think there's maybe a, a paranormal aspect to the creature? Well, that's where I'm confused. The one I saw up on the ridge, the part of the one I saw up on the ridge looked flesh and blood to me, okay? Now, the one that crossed the track, he, like, 
the way it glided across the track, to me, it was paranormal. Like, it was, but like, you could see it as plain as day. Where the torchlight from it, it was a light grey, you know, and but it went across the track into the bush. We should have heard it going through the bush. And do you think these two creatures were the same creature? Or from or, or from the same species, at least? I, I, I reckon they're the same breed, yeah. But the, the one up on the ridge, the light tan one, was nowhere near as big as the light grey one we saw. And um, another time there, we are walking down, we got as far as the creek again, and probably... 50 yards ahead of us, bang, something pushed over a big palm tree. Now, there was no wind or anything. And this palm tree come crashing down. And we thought, well, is that another sign to get out of here? Like, this this area we have been going to is pretty active. You know, they, they had probably been out there 40 times, and out of that 40 times, we've probably had action about 30. They've either had rocks or stalking. And another time out there, there was eight of us going down the track and probably 100 yards behind us from where we just walked, we'd heard a bird getting ripped to shreds. <laughs> and, oh, wow. Yeah, and we thought, well, we'll see what goes on when we come back around because it's like a big circuit. We came back and there was just white bird feathers everywhere all over the track. Right, no bird. Now, this is an... Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Area where we've seen the odd potteroo and nothing else. You know, there's just no wildlife out there. And there's definitely no predatory creatures out no. in that area that will do no. this type of damage to a bird. No, and this bird was just ripped to pieces, mate. Now, we never found the body. All we found was a whole heap of feathers all on the track. That's amazing. Yeah, and it, like this is just one spot. We, we go to probably three good hot spots and uh, mainly spot I'm telling you about now is just mainly rock throwing and stalking and another time there we took a guy out and we were just standing in the car park and probably the start of the track was probably 30 yards away and we're just there talking and next thing you see a rock come out of the bushes like didn't see the actual spot where it was thrown this rock come and hit this guy fair in the knee and I saw every bit of it. Like it was phenomenal. Like it was like a, a I don't know, a ghost had walked up and, and thrown this rock at this guy's leg. <laughs> it's oh wow. <laughs> it's, it's it's a mind blowing area, mate, I'm telling you. And then another the last time we went out we went to another spot. Uh, it's it's called the gantry. It's it's an old Sawmill set up. 
few, a few listeners might know where I'm talking about. And we're walking across the, uh, the clearing, like it's like a barbecue area, to the tree line. And um, probably got about 30 yards from the tree line. Next thing, all hell breaks loose in the tree line. This thing's shaking trees and snapping branches. This is about 9 o'clock at night. So we went, I, I've got a GoPro set up on the top of my torch. Right, so we go. Three of us went running over to see what the story was, and then next thing we saw this massive white eye moving off further away from us into the thick bush. It was like it had a third half turn looking at us as it was going. But yeah, it was. Um, we disrupted it. I don't know what was going on in there, but it was going ballistic. Yeah, wow. That's it. It definitely does sound like you've got a bit of a hotspot going on down that way. And this area is full on. Yeah, and before we um, we actually hit record, you were telling me that um, the the sightings are getting more prominent, and you said they're actually getting closer to suburban areas. Yeah, yeah. And another time, there, a guy sent me an audio. Um, he. He sleeps during the day and he's up all night. He's got back issues and, and that. And he's sitting on his back veranda. This is at a place called Malua. And he's heard these strange grunting, growling noises about two o'clock in the morning. So the next night he set up his audio. He thought, I'll record this. And sure enough, two massive grunts. Like, I said, how far away do you reckon they were? He reckoned about half a kilometre. And that's that's, oh, how, wow. that's how loud it was. And next thing you hear, I've got the audio of it. Next thing you hear, the dogs going berserk. This is about two o'clock in the morning, and I sort of said, "Well, what area do you think it was coming from?" Now, there's an old what they call an old rail tunnel at Malua. He was saying it come, coming from over in that direction. Now, one of the guys. Well, the guy who runs the um, Sunshine Coast Yowie Research had a sighting there of his own probably, I think, about seven or eight years ago in that area. But the the vocals on this thing, whatever it was, it was pretty full on. Just two massive grunts. I'm, I'm going to ask you a pretty open-ended question here, Ron, but how many Yowies do you think are around that area? Because it sounds like there's a fair few, mate. Um, mate, the Sunshine Coast is probably the second hottest spot besides the Gold Coast. Like, we've got a lot of hinterland up here, and that um, there's so many places they can go and move around freely without being spotted, uh, and I had a I had a bit of a funny incident. Or oh, I would have been probably seven or eight years ago out of Biwa State Forest. I was riding the trail bike around. I just come out onto Roy's Road, and a couple of rangers were coming down the road, and they pulled me over because my bike was unregistered. And like the area where I was riding, it was really thick pine forest, and you nearly have that headlight on as you're going in there in the daylight. And I sort of chatting with him and I said oh mate it's pretty creepy in there and the pair of them said to me you wouldn't believe what goes on in here mate 
And I said, you know. Really? Yeah, I said, you want to elaborate? And they said, no, we can't do that. And jumped in the car and drove off. Why do you think they couldn't elaborate on that? Do you think they've, they've been forced to, to silence themselves about something? Yeah, I'd say so. You know, this this sort of thing got out in mainstream by, by reputable people like rangers and police and that. I think it'd be, I don't think you'd get anyone going in the forest. <laughs> yeah, and no, I know I wouldn't be, that's for sure. Yeah, it's, um, you, you've got to you've got to see it to believe it, Kate. I'm telling you, like it's it really is mind blowing, truly. And and I thought I thought after I seen this second one, I thought, well, that's enough for me. I don't need to prove to myself that they're there. But I keep coming back. <laughs> what happened to your mindset after you saw your first yowie or had the first experience with the yowie? Well, you got to. I sort of. Trying little things out, but you can't. You know, oh, was I seeing things? Um, could have been this, could have been that. No, they're there. You know, like uh, I've got a, a couple of friends who know, um, who have got Aboriginal friends, okay? And I've asked them to ask their friends about the Yowie. And uh, both of them have come back to me and said, no, they don't want to talk about it. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it's in, their, it's in their history and they just don't want to know about it. But I did get a bit of an insight um, from her on one of the girls who said um, that they come in and out of portals. Kind of like a, another dimension or something yeah. like that. Yeah. This was from this come from an Aboriginal woman, and they um, they appear and disappear at will, and and that got that thinking about the one I saw coming across the track, you know, like I I don't know for certain what they are or or whatever. All I can say is what I saw, and I still can't make head or tail of it. Do you think that one was potentially going into another portal? And maybe maybe just in our sense of reality, we couldn't see what that portal was. Well, you know where I, yeah, I told you where we lose power? This would have been probably 100 yards past that area. Yeah, right. And have you ever gone back and done more investigation around that area by any chance? Oh, we, we try to get out there once a month. But there's a couple of other areas we focus on as well. and. Uh, we had a we had a beauty one night up at a place called Mapleton in the uh, Mapleton State Forest. Uh, probably six months ago, we we sent two of the guys down a track, and me and lady stayed up at the car park, and we had five of them around us up in the car park. Five yowies. Five yowies. How did you feel? Well, we were right next to the car, mate. And we had to get in the car. We were off. And the two guys, we use walkie-talkies, okay? Like, and the two guys who'd gone further down this other track radioed back and said they had one stalking them about 40 yards behind them. And whatever it was, they said it was huge. They could hear it crunching through the tree line. And um, they stopped, it had stopped. And it was getting closer and closer. So they just sat there and waited for this thing to... A visual, and it just stayed out of out of 
range and then we had to radio them back. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left and another one just across the road shaking the daylights out of the tree. Now, as we're shining the torch through, all we're getting is big red eyes. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, that was that was a pretty scary night, that one. And we radioed these guys and said, look, you've got to get back here because we've got these things all around us. And they got back up. Oh, what do you do in a situation like that? We just stand there with the torch shining all around. Like, you know, we've... And, we're lucky to be in close proximity to the car, make sure the car's unlocked. <laughs> so, so if you got to get in there, you can get in quick. It was like it was like they were just observing us. You know what I mean? But the one the one across the road was shaking the daylights out of a tree. So I don't know what the um, intentions were there, but the others were more or less just creeping up on us, and you know what I mean, and just just hanging probably 40 yards away from where we were in the car. And another night up there, we um, were just we just more or less pulled up and got out of the car and something was smashing the daylights out of a tree. We counted 28 hits in a row on this tree. Oh, wow. Further down the track, it was just smashing the daylights out. It. Just one after another, bang, 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 bang. And this is probably... We're probably we're probably about three kilometres from the nearest houses, right? We're at the start of this forest walk. That's getting close to to people's livelihoods, there, isn't it? Oh, mate, that's what I mean. These things were getting pretty close. And another time out there, we uh, me and this other guy were walking down another track, and as we're walking down, it's straight ahead to the left. We were probably. Oh, 100 yards from whatever it was, another another one built in the daylight out of a tree. As we were getting closer, it was hitting the tree harder. And then another one started off directly to our left, hitting the tree as well. And I said to this guy, I said, mate, I'm not going any further. It's like, this is a warning. Get the, get the hell out of here. So we turned around and got out of there, but they were just smashing the daylight out of these trees. Like that, people talk about tree knocks. What we were listening to were tree bashings. It was like you were a tree with a bit of fulby too. And then we get back up to the car park where two of the other guys were, and they were hearing like monkey noises, like like chimpanzee noises around them. They were hearing the the chatter that you sometimes hear. Yeah, yeah, they were hearing that up in the car park, but that wasn't what we what was going on with us. So what it, where we were, we were probably 500 metres from the car. So there was two of them down where we were and whatever was up the top was one or two chattering. That's absolutely amazing, Ron. I mean, some of these encounters, they are, they are they're quite terrifying, mate. <laughs> We've had some incredible situations with them, I'm telling you. Like, and another time in the same area, we were walking down this track. It was about the track's about as wide as a two car driveway, you know what I mean? And we we get down to the bottom and it's probably oh, probably a good five, six hundred meter walk and there's a big open area and we counted 
Oh, well, we lost count. Probably we counted about 30 of all different sized branches jammed into the ground. Right? And I spoke to, I spoke to a guy on another site, an admin on another site. I said, have you ever come across this? And he said, yeah, they're territorial markers. And they'll tell you how many are there. I said, well, mate, you've got a heap of them down here. There's of them. I'd say between 35 and 40 of these, all different branches jammed into the ground. Now, we pulled a couple out. Some of them were jammed anything up to six to eight inches into the ground. We pulled a couple out and we couldn't even get an inch into the ground. So something, something pretty powerful had to be doing that then. Oh, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and we, we know for a fact, we haven't seen a visual of one up there. We've just heard them. And the way this thing was smashing the tree, mate, it was, I wouldn't have liked to have looked at it, I'm telling you. It was huge. And if, if there's any more than 30 in this area, I'll, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it definitely does sound like you've got a bit of a hot spot down that area. And um, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing these encounters because they are they are absolutely unreal. They're, they're, they're quite amazing. If you're down here, I'd love to take you out there because it'll just blow you away. Now, just before we finish up, Ron, what do you think a Yowie is? Because no one really knows. So I think you might be one of the better people to ask with the um, with the huge amount of encounters that you've had with them. Um, so yeah, what do you what do you believe a Yowie is? Well, people I've spoken to reckon there's well, one lady I was speaking to the other day has an, another Aboriginal friend, and he was telling her there's three types. You've got the small one, like the four to five footer, which is a Junjay. And then you've got one about six foot tall, and then you've got one between 10 and 12 foot tall, he was saying. And I don't, well, she didn't say what he actually thought they were, but me personally, I'm still up in the air. What I, like what I've seen, one of them I'll swear blind was flesh and blood. The second one, mate, I couldn't say it was, if that makes sense. But, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely does. But then you know, do you get a ghost that bloody appears and starts smashing the daylights out of trees? You know what I mean, like. Yeah, and uh, to be honest, I, I really don't think anyone does, Ron. And I mean, that's kind of why we're we're out here doing the things that we do. So you know, hopefully, we can get get more of an idea about what's on going on out there in the bushes, and um, you know, find out one day we might find out what the the Yowie is. Yeah, well, it's I think it's only a matter of time, mate, and somebody will have crystal clear pick. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe. And you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.